You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Hello, and yes, you are listening to Orange County's longest running business talk show, and I am your host, Rick Franzi, and boy, do we have a good show planned for you today. Why do you ask? Because our guest is Robert Riggs. He is the president of Orologics. Robert, welcome to the program. Hey, Rick. Morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Let's get right into it by asking you to kind of take us back in time and discuss the original motivation or inspiration you had for Orologics. Sure. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I suppose probably a little backstory wouldn't hurt. Sort of set up, uh, you know, what we observed and then what we what you know we did as a result. Uh, I have a couple of partners. And we sort of observed that healthcare in general. Uh, was becoming consumerized. I think that's probably a, a, a fair observation across the board. Um, people are getting involved with their own bodies. They they just sort of uh, uh, know, uh, you know, what their their own responsibility is for their own wellness moving forward. And probably the most important thing, uh, Rick, is they're sorting to expect the same conveniences and sensibilities that they that they make some other purchase decisions with. Uh, is that fair? I mean, I would think that that's a general observation across the board. I don't think that we have any corner on uh, cleverness or, or uh, you know, observation. Okay. So uh, really what we did is we took sort of the provider and consumer lens here because I don't think that we could launch a business without sort of looking at that. Uh, the consumers, really, they're the buyers of this discretionary care. You know, they, they really place what we saw is considerable value on what they see in the mirror. You know, when they brush their teeth in the morning, they, they may go to the bathroom, comb their hair or put makeup on at night, get ready to go for dinner. Um, you know, I mean, Rick, uh, elbows and toes are important, but really they don't communicate who we are inside. You know, uh, they don't, uh, they're not held to the same scrutiny or judged by others. Uh, they don't need to give off the look of youth and vitality, right? I mean, the, uh, you know, what, what people obsess about is the face, the head, the neck, the mouth. You know, that's, that's the area that we've come to love and call the social zone. So the, uh, the social zone, I think, or we think, you know, it's more than just a, a way to, you know, some of body parts. You know, we really think it's a new segment uh, strategy moving forward for, for lifestyle care and healthcare consumers moving forward. Hmm. Now, on the provider side, you know, we also had some observations, too, is that they tend to operate in silos. You know, they can get focused on their specific training, med school, post, uh, postdoc training, or their more narrow scope of care. And what happens is they can miss opportunities to think more holistically that way. You know, again, that's, that's just our observation. You can agree or disagree, but uh, I think the... You know, that's what we took away from sort of our market research. Mm-hmm. So uh, what we what we thought to do, uh, and, and I think we all can you know because we all operate in, as sh- amateur chefs in the kitchen. Uh, we all like cookbooks and, and frameworks and things to follow. So really what we thought is if we gave them uh, these clinicians a platform 
where they could actually think holistically. You know, it's kind of a guidance. It'd be easier for them to put in practice every day, kind of the muscle memory thing. You know, they don't have to dig deep and say, well, how do I now consider this whole area when I'm really only focused on this procedure? Well, if they had some form of a, a, a framework that helps them guide in everyday practice, they would use it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Did you have a background in healthcare previous uh, to being a Yeah, I, operate, I started in a clinical capacity as a lab tech many uh -huh. years ago. So I got to see the you know laboratory operations uh, as well as clinical operations. And we became confidants and consultants to, pri to private practice. Uh, so, yeah, I have around 25 plus years in working with a variety of healthcare providers. And your, your partners, your co-founders? Were they in this same, space as well? The same longevity. One is an attorney and the other is a tech, uh, what I, I call him, my tech guru. He's sort of the CEO. <laughs> um, you know, but we, you know, we together sort of had all of these uh, observations and beliefs and, you know, we mashed that all together. And that was the, the, uh, the motivation, so to speak, for full face fitness. And I know mm -hmm. we discussed that a little bit on a couple of occasions before, too. Yes. And, and we're going to explore more about what Orologics is doing today. But before we get there, I'm wondering, as a, I love to have founders on the show because many times we spend a lot of time, plan, I'm a founder of my company as well, spend a lot of time planning. But until you're in the game, until you're actually talking with clients and prospects and et cetera, you, there's things you don't know about what you don't know. I'm wondering... Were there any early pivots in Orologics? Did the business model prove to be what you thought it was going to be? Take me back to those early, earlier times. And what did you learn from doing at the inception of the business? Sure. Uh, well, Orologics started as a niche consulting business. You know, it really wasn't. Uh, it, was, it was like Orologics 1.0. Okay. Uh, you know, we're now, I don't know what number we're on. <laughs> you know? Uh, but, you know, like consulting firms do, they're, they're plagued with one thing, and that's really they, they trade dollars for time, time for mm -hmm. dollars and billable mm -hmm. hours. And, you know, it was, uh, it was also risky. And this is, you know, all the consultants out there will, you know, the founders will kind of know this, is that a lot of the early businesses are built on the expertise of the founder. Right. Right. Yes. So that, that places some, some risk, you know, there. You know, and many are content to live that risk and do the, the billable hours. We started to think differently. So, you know, what, what we did, you know, is like we pivoted into being a value-added reseller. You know, that, that you know now, you know, mm -hmm. one based on a core principle and, you know, supporting processes, you know, not the founder. You know, so this migration eliminates the time for dollars dilemma and then the, the problem of being a uh, valued based on the founder's personal experience. So what this can do is it allows us to scale and it allows us to operate in maybe a post-founder environment because mm -hmm. there will be a post-founder environment someday. Let's hope, right? That's the plan. So hopefully you build an entity that outlives you as long as, as, as least as, as you are in the business. Okay. So now you sort of teased us a little bit. Let's talk about the Orologic business model. What is it that you do today? What problems are you solving? Who are you helping? And why are they choosing to do business with your team? Sure. Uh, compound question, right? 
<laughs> you, know, you need to ask some easier ones. Um, well, simply put, you know, we are, we're a VAR, you know, a value-added reseller. Uh, we offer products and solutions to healthcare providers. That's sort of known. We talked about that just a minute ago. Uh, we focus on clinical solutions for what we call the social zone. You know, uh, really, that's a new product market segmentation. Um, social zone, as you know, head, face, mouth, neck, you know, this wider canvas, uh, you know, really allows us to go beyond a single segment call point and a single segment market potential into a variety of practice types, because there are a lot of clinicians that offer services in the social zone, you know, from dentists to plastic surgeons to derms to med spas. There are many out there. So that really opens up the market potential for the company. Agreed? Yeah. When you say you're a value-added reseller, can you give us give my audience a sense for the type of products that you're representing and who are you selling to? Of course. Uh, yeah. Well, these are clinical products used in practice by the physicians that, that may occupy the social zone. So we have products for dentists. We have, we have traditional products for dentists. We have traditional products for med spas and dermatology. Um, we, we don't expect a dentist to offer uh, services outside of dentistry. Maybe some do. They'll, they'll dabble and vice versa in the others. But we are uh, wanting them to consider the holism and the holisticness of the entire zone. So as we talked about before, they may be doing a small procedure. However, that doesn't mean they have to think small. You know, if they think harmony and balance of the entire zone, chances are the treatment of the small in independent area will be better. That's that's what we that's what our research indicated. So what what we have here, you know, at this point is we uh, you know, we've got uh, the overlying principle of full face fitness. And then we have, uh, you know, the defined area of the social zone. And then we've got products that support really two areas. One is facilitating growth, and then the other is mitigating risk. So we're, we're principled, we've got a focused area, and we have product definitions of, of, you know, of where we'll go. So everything we evaluate must satisfy one or both of those uh, buckets. They either facilitate a practice growth or they mitigate a practice risk. So I'm interested on the other side of the business, the the companies, the manufacturers that you're partnering with, that you're reselling their products from. Uh, when you approach them and explain your business model, how has that been received by those potential partners of yours? It's been, it's, it's been received quite well. First, they're intrigued about the new segmentation. Uh, they've never heard anything like that before. Personally, I think that that's 10 or 12 years overdue. Hmm. Um, but they they are originally intrigued, but then they continue to stay with us because they know that we're building on on processes and principles. You know, this is not just a whim. It's a very structured company. Uh, like I said, we have an in-house counsel. Uh, we have a lot of experience in brand and product management and product launch and a technology expert, you know, so we've got, uh, we've got key individuals in the right places, even for a, a, you know, a company that's in its first chapter, you know, we, we have many years of experience 
you know, if you add it together, I, you know, don't want to, I don't know how old that is, but it's <laughs> probably be a centenarian maybe okay. you know, for one person. So uh, I, I guess I want to kind of look a little bit more at the business before we, we move on then. Are you, you're here with me in Southern California in Orange County in particular. Uh, what is your market address? Are you, are you in Southern California? Are you reaching outside of Southern California? Talk to me a little bit about where your market is. Of course. Uh, we're headquartered in Laguna Beach, uh, California, not far from either one of us right now. And then we will have uh, a, a national sales force. We've got a very novel uh, sales organization uh, under development. Perhaps that's an, uh, for a topic for another show uh, because that's another innovation that that uh, we hope to bring to market, uh, one that was inspired and that I learned from being a, a, a healthcare franchisee in a former life. So I have understanding of the franchise operating systems and how to bring about and grow franchises uh, through franchising. So again, we can talk about that, but uh, we're gonna build a national base uh, of independent owner operators, very much like what I had when I was on the other side. Interesting. So you're a value-added reseller that's looking to use a franchise model to propagate markets outside of your home market here in Southern California. Correct. Correct. Yeah, you are bringing an innovation to this space. That's very interesting, Robert, president of Orologics. I'm wondering if we move past the immediacy of here and now in your firm, if you can think about a piece of business advice that you had received sometime in your career, or maybe a piece of advice that you offer to others. Is there something that you could share with my audience today? You know, there have been many, I mean, we, we all stand on the shoulders of giants and you know, we're not islands and we, you know, <laughs> we're a product of who we affiliate with. Um, probably one that reoccurs to me and I tell it at, at, uh, you know, at any, any time anybody will ask is sort of adopt uh, the blue ocean mindset. And I think maybe a lot of us have read Blue Ocean Strategy. There's a book, you know, out there, uh, which really uh, tells us to avoid competing against entrenched brands on their terms, you know, and instead to aggressively pursue uh, differentiation, contrast, you know, whenever possible. You know, you, you kind of work to create and lead these uncontested spaces. Uh, and what happens is competition really becomes irrelevant because you're selling something else because you put distance between mm -hmm. the competitors and yourself. So you are, you're truly novel. And, you know, we, we think that uh, that's what we've tried to do, you know, here with, with Orologics, you know, we've kind of pulled that wisdom and put it in practice. That's excellent. I see that uh, John Pratt has commented off of YouTube that, in his opinion, you've always been cutting edge, Robert. So thank you, John, for participating and listening and actively participating and commenting on the show. We love that when listeners do that. So fantastic. Let's talk about artificial intelligence. Since you are on a leading edge and you are innovative, I'm wondering from your perspective, how do you see artificial intelligence impacting your industry or maybe playing a role in the development of your company? Just give me a sense for how you and your team are looking at the technology of artificial intelligence. Well, you know that AI has certainly made its way into medtech. Uh, I mean, we have AI enhanced radiographs. Uh, we have diagnostic software that 
will provide second opinions. Uh, we've got fabrication machines that that learn with each successive batch or run. Um, you know, but to be honest with you, I, I really think that we're sort of in the era of AI slash HO. And I, I like to say that that's, uh, you know, human oversight. Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, you know, whatever percentage, I'm not sure. Maybe it varies based on the, uh, you know, the, the application. But, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, look, someday we can have fully autonomous AI driven devices. But for now, I think we still need the wisdom of humanity involved, mm-hmm. you know, in some form of oversight. Um, it's, you know, I liken it to some of the, uh, the stories we see on the news about self-driving cars that gets stuck in the middle of an intersection because it encountered something that it hadn't seen before, sure. you know, had not yet learned. So it stopped, <laughs> you know, I don't know how many of your you know, audience has ever seen those stories, but I, I, um, I've seen a couple of them. Sure. Yes. That's in the emerging technology space. There is this learning adoption that happens. And so that's interesting perspective, human oversight. All right. So let's look to tomorrow and talk about the future. What's your vision for Orologics? And can you share that with my audience? Sure. Like you said, we, we learn every day and things change. But uh, I think going back to what we said earlier, you know, these consumer shifts of today are probably going to shape the Orologics of tomorrow, you know, with more and more people taking responsibility for their, their own well-being and as a social zone and full face fitness becomes, uh, you know, builds momentum in the professional landscape. You know, I think it's going to set, set the stage for, you know, I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain here for what we think is going to be the, our next chapter or our next page. And that'll be Orologics Consumer Health. You know, Orologics Consumer Health, that's a, you know, O-C-H, you know, it's easier to say. Okay. Uh, you know, that's likely to start probably in a post-procedure environment, you know, attached to a physician or a clinician uh, for home care, recovery, that kind of thing. But I believe it'll eventually make its way to unattached consumers in the open market. You know, stay tuned. We'll see. Interesting. So you have big plans for the company and the future delivery of services, I take it then, Robert. Yeah. Yep. I, I hope that uh, I'm glad you say that. Because uh, we've spent some time thinking about this, and to uh, to be scalable and to be resistant to uh, headwinds, you know, we really have we really have tried. That's excellent. If someone would like to reach out to you, maybe here on LinkedIn, or learn more about the company online, how do you suggest they do that? Of course, um, my my LinkedIn address is LinkedIn.com/slash/in/slash. Riggs Robert, and with another slash, uh, or they can just shoot me an email, uh, and I'll chat with them at info at auralogics.com. That's O-R-A-L-O-G-I-X.com. I take it that's also your website. Auralogics.com is the website, and we will have, uh, we are working on a new one to launch in a, approximately 30 days. <laughs> it's always a journey, isn't it? Building a website and maintaining it. There's always ways to improve it, latest technologies. Well, Robert, uh, I've been excited to have you on the show since we first met, and um, I look forward to having you back on the show to continue to tell the Orologic story. So thank you very much for giving your time today and being a part of our program. Thank you very much, Rick. You have a great one. 
So, audience, I want to thank you. You, Like I said at the top, you've been a part of Orange County's longest-running business talk show. If you're an Orange County entrepreneur and you have a story to tell and you'd like to tell it here on Critical Mass Business Talk Show, then reach out to me. I'm Rick Franzi on LinkedIn. That's R-I-C-F-R-A-N-Z-I. Coincidentally, that's also my company's website, rickfranzi.com. And until the next time we have a chance to be together, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. Thank you.